0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sharia Away Book Club podcast episode on The Broom Radio. Um, we have been reading in the Sharia Away Hazrat Inyat Khan's The Mysticism of Sound and Music and have been jumping around a little bit, which has been fun for me personally. Um, and so last week, I believe we read chapter 12. This week, we're focusing on chapter 17. And in this book club container, I welcome us to discuss, talk about, hold space for, disagree with anything that came up in this chapter. I'll say for me, reading this book has been amazing. I also am probably going to switch up the formula once we finish this book. So stay tuned. Um, thank you for that, Lexi. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So in chapter 17, Chapter 17 is called The Effects of Sound on the Physical Body. And for those of us who are attending this container live, I want to just hold space and first see if there are any paragraphs, any sentences or phrases that um, occur in
1: Chapter 17 that you would like to kind of focus on or maybe just talk about because you liked it a lot. there are a few places for me but i'm happy to hold space first to see what kind of caught you guys' eyes yeah i
2: i have um a few parts uh i don't have the book pulled up right now the pdf but i had scribbled some notes down while i listened to the uh read along okay. and um so there was one part where he was talking about like how like the ears are not like the only things that you can use to listen to music. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, you know, we're thinking about like how you, you can feel, feel stuff in your body. And um, like sometimes like if I'm, if I'm trying to like control the the timber and the EQ of, of my bass, like I'll, I'll try to stand in front of the amp so I can like feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. And it's not like whether the the notes are right specifically, but just like the way it's the way it the sound comes out, like mm-hmm. engineering the sound to feel a certain way. So I know if it hits my body and passes through it's gone it's the people out there are gonna feel it as well. Yes. So that's something I kind of I'm conscious of, but like I wonder if it's like y'all ever y'all ever like hear with some other body part than your ears.
0: Yes to I love that question. Um, First of all, I love the example that you gave too, like just standing in front of the bass because I'm sure the reverb like speaks to you, like to your body in that specific way. And it's it's really interesting because I feel like the week leading up to this book club, I have had like a lot of like music syncs where I'm like listening to a song or like a song I haven't heard before and I'm like hearing it with my heart space. Instead mm-hmm. of just like focusing on the lyrics, so I feel like, yeah, that happens sometimes for
1: me too. a lot of the times, actually,
2: yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like the heart like listening from your heart space, that's definitely uh, a, a good thing to try out because it's a uh, it's just a whole different experience, like from what you from what you listen to. and like the the idea that like you know, some of us like me myself personally. Sometimes I can't hear a beat and, like, not move to it. So, like, (laughs) I'm guessing my body can hear what's going on and wants to join in.
0: Exactly that part. I love that. (laughs) Because I'm, like, yeah, there's, like, even earlier I was listening to some music that was shared in the music thread, and I just was, like, moving. Like, I was just driving my car. I'm, like, bopping my head, moving my shoulders because I'm, like, there's something to sound that, like, the body cannot resist. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's so it's so infectious. So I'm really glad that like not only like we're talking about it, but I'm like, yeah, that feels like the perfect quote too. Like it's very very timely to kind of like speak to that part in the book. Um, yeah. I'm gonna read what Lexi said in the chat. Um, Lexi says, yeah, I feel like sometimes I listen to things with my heart or womb space. To discern things or
1: feel in a different way. Oh, I didn't even think about the womb space. What do y'all feel like is the is if there is a difference, um, you guys feel
0: like the music has a different effect on you if it does sort of speak to like maybe your womb space. And then if it speaks to like your heart space, like, is
1: there a difference? And if there was, what would that difference be? Cause I feel like for me, the womb space, I don't know, I wonder if that's the dancing thing now, yeah, like yeah, she says maybe
2: maybe it's like, um, uh, I don't really know if it's like fully the womb space for me, but like just that general area down there, like like root root energy, like they say, you got the three major energy centers, root head and like heart, and like, yeah, that's that uh that lower body feeling is, it is different, like different from listening with your head or listening with your heart. I think for sure. Yeah. and It's kind of like, you know, taps into more grounding energy, maybe mm-hmm. so like uh, a, a, a solid knowing of some sort that you just like, what they call it? A gut feeling? That yep. type of thing. Yeah.
1: I love that too. Yeah. Wow. Cause I'm also, I'm thinking about like songs that have like
0: strong bass, you know? And I feel like I have this routine where every morning I start off my morning with like meditating in my bed before I get up, drink some water. And then I like put on some music and start dancing or like just moving. Like sometimes it's not even like I have like a coordinated like dance, you know? I'm not like (laughs) coming up with routines, but sometimes I'll just sway. And like, even earlier today, I was doing like hip openers while I was listening to like house music. Cause I'm like, yo, the house, you know, like there's a baseline in the, in the, in house music that really like bops. And I feel like something about the music that I was listening to was like, I need to get low on the
1: ground. And like, yeah, like she said, I think womb is more ancestral. Definitely. I, I feel the same way. I'm also thinking about like, and I'll shield this like music that
0: inspires you to like shake your ass. <laughs> I do sometimes feel like certain music, even if there's like a little bit of like tribal sound, which can be like maybe the artist is like pandering, but sometimes it's genuine. But I'm like sometimes when the, when the like there's like tribal drums, I'm like oh my god, there's like something that comes over me, and I'm like. I know there are some lineages that um, support like spirit possession through virtue of like sound and drumming and instruments, which isn't in the book, but I also feel like is key for us to speak about because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've had that experience sometimes where I'm like, I just finished the week, like a long work week. I'm chilling in my house. I got the music on and then like,
1: oh, I just get like I don't know, like something literally comes over me and I cannot resist moving. <laughs> Lexi says, um, like, there have
0: been a few times where I feel songs in the lower chakras and I wanted to dance and it felt cosmic or like a remembrance of some kind <laughs> or shaking boobs. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh! I'm so happy you spoke to that, Lexi. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. That, that for me is like I don't I don't really move like the the bottom half as much, but I feel like it's connected to the whole external body. Like whatever makes you want to move, move something, like like it's all that that lower space energy. Like, cause, cause like for the for the past month or so, I just like wake up in the morning with with this song. It's time for the percolator stuck in my head, and that's like a house beat kind. Of, and and I just start like moving my whole chest like from the ribcage up and down like it's time for percolate it like <laughs> up and down like and it just gets me going but I feel like that like low key <laughs> it could be shocker related like I, I'm trying to get my my uh solar plexus going so I can you take on the world or something, you know?
0: Oh my gosh, yeah Tiff. Because I'm like, yeah, like even just hearing you and Lexi speak to it, I'm like, yeah, they're like whole dances that are like committed to like shaking the upper body not necessarily like the head but that chest and solar plexus area like um sometimes i'll watch like belly dancers like um if they come up like on my youtube or like tiktok and i'll real i'll see like that a lot of their movements are like in the arms like in the chest um you know doing that like chest shimmy is like how i can describe it I feel like is is definitely part and parcel of of like getting like just waking up even those centers. Oh, my God. And I had shared, which I'll share later if I can find it. I shared and reposted this video on my Instagram story of, of this woman doing a traditional like cultural dance from Somalia. And like without getting into all the details about what the dance is, but there's a part in the dance where she literally gets on all fours and like shimmying towards the ground. So it's like her heart is literally facing the ground. And I'm like, oh my God. Something about watching it just absolutely blew my mind. I was like, yo, she is connected to the earth right now. Yes, Lexi, I posted it on my story and I just thought it was so funny. Like, first of all, because she was totally like engrossed that she was probably like possessed by the music, but also just like watching her do that, it just... Change my framework about how like yeah like there's like ass-shaking music and then there's yeah the music that enlightens or like open opens up like other energy centers um and inspires you to like move in a different way there's even like neck dancing um in some cultures that i'm like really familiar with so i'm like yeah If Hasrat and Yakan was in this container right now, we would have a couple things to tell him about the physical effect of music and sound on the body. I'll tell
1: you that much. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) I'm going to hold a little bit um, of space to see if if there's anything else y'all want to reflect on.
2: yes yeah, another of my notes um so i think it was before before that part he was talking about like how uh some churches don't have an organ but they got like a group of people that just uh sing with their mouth closed mm-hmm. like humming chords and mm-hmm. i don't like i never i never considered like that as a like instrument but yeah like that's what the organ was kind of based off of like they just didn't feel like hiring people so they Put them on some pipes <laughs> so then like i was thinking about like how does that show up in my in my reflection of music and i know like in the in the church and stuff like some of the churches they'll have an organ but if there's no organist they just do everything a cappella and like mm-hmm. everybody's humming humming along together and it does produce like a certain feeling because it's like all the sounds coming from inside like you're not really projecting So, like, it's just, like, vibrating through your nostrils and face and chest area. So then, like, if you just hear that, you kind of connect to, like, how that, like, I think, I think, like, you can connect foreign music once you know, like, how it's made. So, Mm -hmm. like, being able to recognize somebody humming and, like, you've hummed before, like, you kind of, like, reflect that feeling in yourself. And it does hit a little deeper sometimes if they do it right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, man. I feel like that was one of my favorite parts of this chapter as well, that I'm like, first of all, I didn't even know that the organ was modeled after people just humming. And like, secondly, I think the first thing I thought about was like, um, olders, like, or elders that we have in our lives who like are always singing or always humming and how like, they probably don't even realize it. Some of them do, but part of what, they're doing for me feels like tuning the space you know and I just kind of thought about especially in a church like a holy site a bunch of people there like just singing and sort of sharing their reverence for the divine has this different effect on the body and that like you're probably like as an audience member in that example probably part of that like spiritual transmission as the receiver but then also to know that, like, an entire like instrument that's in a lot of like holy spaces in a lot of churches in, in present time was modeled after like the reverb of a human's breath, like reverbing through their body is kind of it's kind of next level for me. Like you know, and I've I think I've heard that before that a lot of musical instruments are modeled after some sort of interplay of of either like musicians understanding more about the human anatomy through music or singing and or just like modeling after um the way that sound interacts with the humans um human body and especially the bones
1: of the body and so it's just that that part just absolutely blows my mind so i'm glad that you brought that up tiff Oh my gosh, yes. And before I read Lexi's comment, Tiff says, the various violins and violas look like a body, quite literally. Oh my gosh. That gives me like a lot of cause for pause to like appreciate, I think how deep this relationship with sound and the body and intuition actually goes. Wow. I'm going to hold more space and then I'm going to read what Lexi said. Um, Lexi says,
0: I guess I can name that when it comes to music and the body, I've been generally curious about number one, cosmic versus non-cosmic possession. I guess I shield with light language sometimes or try to be as embodied as possible if I try to dance. And number two, dancing to songs that might be outside of my culture and ancestry. I hope to honor those songs and ancestry if I dance to anything as a practice for
1: joy or as a practice or for joy, etc. Thank you for saying that, Lexi. Yeah, and I think that, I think, hmm, I'm kind of curious about that, too. Like, I think uh, between cosmic and non-cosmic possession, um,
0: I guess the first thing that just comes up for me, which might just be, like, my perspective on it, is, like, cosmic possession is probably spaces that are, oh, a red cardinal just flew by, Um that are probably like, they probably happen in spaces that are like well-contained where it's kind of like known or there's like cultural foundation or like um, even conversational or social foundation between shared parties where they're like, okay, this is a spiritual circle. We're going to beat the drums and we want you to just let yourself be loose. Um, And then like non-cosmic possession, which for some reason, I feel like I know, I feel like some of us have examples of what that's like so it's not that i don't want to speak to it i just don't i guess want to bring it into this particular container um yeah like being possessed in non-cosmic ways i think is actually more common um but yeah and then the second thing that you spoke to is dancing to songs that might be outside one's culture and ancestry and i i can't of course i can't speak for like all cultures and of course i can't speak to all ancestry um and I, I just, I feel like for my ancestors and my lineages, I'm like, if a sound brings you joy, then it's meant for you to like enjoy. And I think things like that only become problematic when the moments or like the container of experiencing like a song or food or like a specific way of like expression, um, kind of overshadows one's own authentic expression you know cuz i'm like if 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 cultures went around to like police who was going around to like enjoy like <laughs> the things that they've offered from their culture i can imagine that i mean there is such a thing as like culture vultures there is such a thing as like um of course cultural appropriation but i also feel like a like somebody enjoying like a rap song Um, mindfully and like understanding like even just with their body that like where the music comes from or like somebody appreciating like hindu music and they're not familiar with that part of the world or any eastern sort of uh cultural foundation um yeah i think for me the line is like as long as it doesn't overshadow
1: one's authentic expression then what's you know like what's the harm in enjoying something Oh, that's a good question, Tiff. Um,
0: oh, yeah. Thank you for reflecting, Lexi. Lexi says, yes, that makes sense. Um, so Tiff says, I'm wondering how one would define and categorize a possession as cosmic or not. May- and Lexi responds, maybe co- em- maybe embodied possession is cosmic and non-embodied possession
1: is non-cosmic? Possibly so. (laughs) And Lexi says maybe also the ladder of non-embodied possession
0: is like when people twerk and are not embodied to give concrete examples.
1: <laughs> no, I just I just think I'm thinking of like non embodied twerking. And I'm like <laughs> It makes me laugh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like I'm that. like, how does how does that how does that like look maybe or I'm trying to imagine like when I when I get when the beat takes over me, am <laughs> I embodied or not? Like maybe if if I like put a purpose into it, maybe that's when the embodiment comes in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like because usually it's just like when it takes over, you you better just move. You just yeah. get, get moving. And I'm like, is that embodied? Am I? Or is it like the decision to let it take over you embody, or mm. is it just like having a certain piece of intention involved? Maybe, um, yeah, intention. We we got jinx. Okay,
0: <laughs> you you Lexi said intention at the same time, so I feel like that's I'm important. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, like you know, like if the beat come on and you like, oh yeah, my my hips are tight. Let me go ahead and twerk, bust down one time. Like that's that's probably embodied or like. You know, I'm I'm into the Baton Rouge gangster, uh, like music, and sometimes it's just it's just fun to to just jig across the room because everybody <laughs> else is digging. But like, you know, maybe the maybe I'll tap into the lyrics. It be like, you know, you ain't you know I ain't scared. Pistol play the only way I play it, and it's like maybe I'm trying to build some. Um, maybe I'll put it on right before a job interview so I can walk in looking confident. Yeah. And, and then, you know, something like that.
1: Yes, Tip.
0: First of all, yes for jigging across the room. Cause sometimes it just it just happens like that. If you yeah. know. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I agree, y'all. Y'all said energetic intention. Uh Lexi said I think a pre-verbal, but I don't know if it would apply for this. Yeah, and I'm glad Tip that you brought in those different layers of context. Cause it's like at what moment does something become embodied? Like when the intention is behind it, or when you allow your body, or when you kind of like notice that it has like a parallel use, kind of like you said, like oh my, my hips are stiff. They dancing at the party, so this is perfect. This is like two for one, you know. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I think it actually, um I don't know, it gives me a lot to reflect on. Yeah, and and so Lexi says in the chat, I think of preverbal
0: preverbal, but I don't know if it would apply for this. Yeah, also affirmations
1: feel like they work like that too. Mhm. Like before work or a job interview. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Yeah, I agree. It's it's also interesting cuz I'm like I
0: feel like um it actually brings me to the part in the text that I thought was um interesting and I'll just read um a couple sens- sentences from this paragraph if you're following along in the text. It's uh, paragraph one, two, three, four, five, six. I should number my paragraphs before I hop on. Seven, eight, nine. Paragraph nine. And so it says Now, this life current that comes through the breath and manifests through the voice and touches the other person, what action does it take? It touches the five senses the sense of sight, the sense of hearing, the sense of smell, the sense of taste, the sense of touch. Although it comes directly through the sense of hearing, it is not true that a person hears sound only through his ears. He hears sound through every little pore of his body, their body, her body. It permeates their whole being, and according to its particular influence, it either slows the rhythm or quickens the rhythm of the blood circulation. It either wakens the nervous system or soothes it. It arouses a person to higher passions or it calms them by bringing them peace. I guess I'm reading the whole paragraph. In accordance with (laughs) what the sound and its influence, a certain according, in accordance with the sound and its influence, a certain effect is produced. So I guess I kind of wanted to bring in that other layer um, about kind of like what we're talking about, like where music hits, how depending on our intention, or maybe I'll, I'll even say like focus for this example depending on what we're focused on, um, it can impact us in a different way. And we already kind of talked about like how the body um, mirrors um, the way certain instruments look or the way that certain instruments function. We talked about the bones, but now we have the blood being brought into this other layer in terms of the interplay between sound and the body, right? So I'm like, what do y'all think with that added layer as far as music either, and also the nervous system, like m- music having this effect on the b- blood and the circulatory system and then music and sound having this effect on the nervous system? I'm, I'm curious what you guys make of that or what kind of experiences that you guys might have that align with that. I mean, we kind of already kind of talked about it, but I guess, yeah, this is
1: just like, an extra lens for us to zoom in a little bit deeper.
2: I think I would say like, if I was, if I don't let myself move to the music, like sometimes I'll listen to something as a meditation and just like try not to move and just like gauge my feelings. And I can definitely feel like, you know, certain, certain emotions rise or something and it'll reflect in my nervous system or like my heart might beat a little faster or something. And it'll just, um, then that's its own energy going on, like moving around, creating its own music in a sense. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah. And Lexi jin-
0: jinxed in the chat with you. She said, I noticed some songs can either be grounding or accelerate
1: my heart rate, even when I'm not physically moving. Yeah, I noticed the same thing too, y'all. And I'm curious, like what about a song that you like? What is that? I don't know, I feel like the a song that I really, really like when I
0: can like hear the opening chords, I guess what I think of is like that nervous system rush where sometimes I feel like a flash of like hot or cold energy will like flow through my system and I'm like
1: oh, I love this song <laughs> like you know.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. That happens to me like whenever whenever, you know, a recognizable song comes on or like i be I might be at the store. Oh, this happens at the grocery store a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'll just be minding my business, walking the aisles, and I'll have one headphone in, listening to like an audiobook or whatever, music or th- thicker or whatever. And mm-hmm. then like some, it'd be like some Michael Jackson Motown type, like the first, that first lick from from Michael Jackson, the Jackson 5, I Want You Back. And I'm oh. like, oh snap, oh snap. And like, it is a rush, like from like my feet, And like spread throughout my body real quick. Like I can, I can, I, it's, it's slow enough to feel the travel happen, but it's also like so quick. (laughs) Like it's time to, it's time to jam. Like, let me put, let me, let me put these headphones away so I can walk down the aisles on beat. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Tim. Cause it really does feel like that where it's like you enter like a scene in a movie of sorts and it's like. What like quite literally what you said like let me walk on beat, bro. I've had that thought process so many times, so many times. <laughs> sometimes I walk in grocery stores just since we're talking about Michael Jackson, and bro, they'll be playing "Blame It on the Boogie" and like I, I'm like carrying up thinking about it now. Like the response in my body is so visceral. I'm like, oh my God. Like, you would swear that I'm on the dance floor or like at somebody's like cookout. Cause I'm like, yo, the way that sound interplays. Oh my God. I was thinking about that too earlier this week. Cause that's what this brings up for me too. Like, it interacts with the body, but then also like I start to think about and like really quick. It happens super fast. Like you said, where like in my mind, what flashes is like all the memories that I have associated. Yes. Blame it on the boogie flaps. Like that song oh so near and dear to my heart please listen to it if you guys are listening to the podcast after you're done with this go listen to blame it on the boogie (laughs) but um yeah like I start to also picture all the times of like when I was listening to that song or like when I first heard that song too like those memories will like rush in
1: and I just I find it so so fascinating that music has that effect on us I really do Um, so I'm going to also read what Lexi said in the chat. Um, also in
0: the past, Lexi says, growing up, a lot, lots of songs would make me disassociate and I would associate that with nervous system dysregulation. Definitely. Yes. There. Yeah. And so on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's also those experiences as well, where I also have like a record of songs, let's say in my memory or, or sounds that bring on what I call the disassociation because I'm like I can literally feel it where it's like something is eclipsing my awareness and I'm like not only am I not here like I couldn't be here if I wanted to and it's not even because I dislike the song but sometimes oh I'm just now I'm also thinking about the times I worked in retail where they would just like have music blasting and I'm just like this this does nothing for my nervous system in fact it makes me hate being here even more. So thank you for saying that Lexi. Um Tips says time for a montage. Oh yes. Oh I love a montage. <laughs> so um Lexi also says in the chat. That reminds me in the mall too, like in the fitting rooms when some songs come on, I feel like I'm in those coming of age movies or something. Maybe because of a collective agrig- of collective agrogore's laugh my ass. off. <laughs> come on. Same. i don't like uh, loud stores and sometimes they are dark too Mm -hmm. that's so interesting too that like a lot of us have that it seems like a core it might be egregore because i'm like people be like core memories but i'm like it's a core egregore (laughs) and i'm like yeah i wonder i wonder why a lot of us have that like montage vibe because i'll have that experience sometimes too with certain music um, if I like it, you know, if I walk in some place and I have my headphones in, usually I can like tune the music so I can feel like I'm in a movie. But then sometimes, yeah, certain songs in stores can elicit that, like where I'm like trying on clothes and I'm like, Bam,
1: bam. Like
0: <laughs> But it's so weird. It's so weird how that like ah, uh, maybe it's a main character
1: egregore. it's like, I'm the I'm the star.
2: Yeah, the show. yeah, definitely a main <laughs> character. It's that, it's that feeling like like okay you've seen it before like oh, growing up you watch these movies and there's always a montage or something like when my when my bro- when we were when i was little my brother said i wish i wish i could make my life a montage because like and in the course of like three minutes somebody is like becoming a superstar or like a a, st- a top-notch athlete because they did a bunch of push-ups and stuff while the- I had a tiger was playing and now I'm like, yo, I've been thinking about that for a long time. And I might, I might go into that later, but also like going back to what y'all are saying about like, sometimes the music makes you feel like you're in the movie and like, it's like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing great things now because the song is great. But other times like it can make you feel like, like that weird dystopian feeling of like, like this is, this is like dark, but for some reason there's cheerful music playing. And <laughs> it goes both ways.
0: It does. If, uh, literally, I'll have those moments too where I'm like, yeah, I'm in a dystopian capitalist wasteland and they're playing like Blame It on the Boogie right now. I'm like what
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well yeah, when you gotta work when you gotta work like a Black Friday shift and, and oh. blasting Christmas music. And it's just like like jingle bells, ching ching bells, like it's it's you're just like, I would like to lay down and not get back up. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Precisely that, yo. It's exactly that.
0: <laughs> and yeah, like Lexi said, she's like, um, Lexi said in the chat, maybe also this makes us less aware to not have awareness when we buy stuff. And I agree. Cause it is like, it's so, I mean, just in the context of like shopping malls, either where, whether you're shopping or working there, I'm like something about that is so dark that it's like, we're being like funneled either to work for these companies or, I mean, aside from like any judgment call that I might have from the, comp- um, around companies that like support this, I do notice that. And I used to even work for a company. I won't say their name because it's is recorded, but I used to work for a company that would deliberately on their retail floor turn up the music louder during like a busy rush so that more people would just like impulsively grab things and like sometimes i would even notice like people going to grab things as soon as like a beat drop in a song or like as soon as the like the instruments would get
1: high i'm like yo this is so dark so so dark Oh, Lexi, um, I'm going to read what Lexi said in the chat. Also, I feel like it creates ruptures in
0: experiences or maybe ruptures in, quote, space times in our bodies when songs can make things like body images, body image issues or distortions worse. Yeah. Can you do you want to say more on that, Lexi? Because. I yeah, and I'm glad that we're kind of like talking about this polarity, right, because I feel like chapter 17 is so i would say like beautifully woven even
1: even regarding how like there there is this like effect on
0: on our bodies and our in our experiences too with, uh, regarding the music and sound we listen to and then i also feel like what we're talking about is like this really down-to-earth like modern-day context that helps us see like yeah, like these are times where music is super helpful. And also this is like when music and sound can take on a more disintegrative shape. And yeah, kind of like either highlight or exemplify like how kind of disconnected our reality is sometimes. Just the same way that I think music can be one of those things that actually brings people and voices and social stratospheres together. So I'm I'm really happy that we're like kind of walking this, this fine line together because I don't think it's just one or the other. So um, yeah, thank y'all for bringing this up. I'm going to read uh, what Lexi said. I feel like it can be connected to this. Oh, the comment that Lexi had made earlier about shopping malls and being in the fitting room, for example, or maybe what one sees in movies and not looking like those main characters quote the ideal white woman archetype maybe i don't know
1: (laughs) i'm only laughing because i'm like it's so specific (laughs) you're not off but yeah it that is yeah
0: yeah and i also think about that too like there are some um i guess i'll say in my experiences
1: especially
0: when i was like um quite literally coming of age and I wasn't in a movie. Like I was just like living this real deal life. <laughs> I like, there were songs that were um, tuned to a particular like frequency. And I would, I would even say tuned to kind of gather my awareness in specific parts of my body. And then like, there's also music videos, So I feel like there's this whole reality. Um, there's a lot of concerted effort to like tailor music in a specific way and our experience with music in a particular way to where like it can exemplify certain things like insecurities or like make you I know a lot of like modern music especially made by like women and femme folk right now is all about like reclaiming the like I would call it just this is my personal read like the bad bitch archetype you know because I feel like it's also like it's interesting because I feel like artists um, subvert a lot of identities on purpose so that they can kind of like, um, I think at least transmit these like, um, space time realities through their music. And so I feel like in current time with a lot of the music, music arc archetypes that are like present and like circulating in our current, in our current time can, can really like polarize you in one in one way or another either for better or for worse um so yeah i'm gonna also read what tiff said in the comment when you go to uh, in the chat i mean um and tiff writes when you go to pose cheerfully in the mirror but realize you look clapped i quit trying on clothes for a while yo
1: yo yeah same
0: I was actually literally just talking to some people before I got on, um, this book club to like, I I was just kind of like sharing my personal, um, kind of like journey with that. And I think one thing that I was sharing with them was like how, um, during the pandemic and when a lot of people weren't going outside, I was just like in the house, like wearing like a lot of like traditional, like cultural dresses that from the outside looking in, they just look like moo-moos basically. It felt like I was, like, wearing moo's for, like, a year and a half straight. Even when I was, like, working, I would throw, like, a cardigan on one really, like, patterned one. And, you know, my my um, <laughs> administrative staff was none, none the wiser, y'all. And um, how, like, when things started changing as far as, like, the world went and, like, my personal world in relation to the world, I was, like, okay, time to start, like, you know, like, going outside. And I felt like I quite literally could not dress. Like, I felt like I had lost, like, my sense of not only, like, fashion, but, like, my sense of fashion in relation to, like, my body. Whereas, like, oh, my God, I don't even know how to dress my body anymore. You know? And I know we kind of deviated from, like, sound and music a little bit, but it's cool. Um, But, yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Tiff, because I'm, like, there was a huge gap for me that was created, Between, like, my sense of fashion, my sense of like dressing to adorn my body. And then, not saying that moomoos make you lose that, because there's also a lot of social discourse about how like moomoos are kind of like the reason why like our grandparents got laid. So, (laughs) I'm just kind of seeking to like what we're, what's in the container right now, which feels like a little bit of, I'll say it and shield it, body dysmorphia in influenced by like the sound um and the music and the cultural landscape that that sound and that music is is co-created in so i'm really happy that we're we're talking about this
2: yeah I I a lot of sing-
1: you- sorry Steph. god you- my bad
2: oh, i was gonna say like i think it kind of it kind of can relate to music like in the sense of like the mysticism part where he would talking in the earlier chapters about, like, how people, how people who dress, like, shows the, some kind of musicality about, them. I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but, like, yeah. like, these, I got, my, my sister's getting married, and usually I would try to find some sort of beautiful gowns, but, I I went on a, um, a, a cheap little website, and got a caftan, and it got a bunch of uh, sparkly stuff on it so it's like dressy but it's a caftan and a caftan is basically a muumuu and yes. like I'm like you know what because because I'm trying to you know dress more modest these days like I don't even be wearing gowns anyways mm-hmm. Like, my, the last my brother got married and I had to wear a gown because the bridesmaid was like we're, this is what we're wearing as bridesmaids and so I was like yeah my chest all out but I don't really like that um, but I looked, I looked good. I did look good, but like, that's not my style. So I wasn't really embodying it. I was just like, mm. oh gosh, I hope this, uh, t- this double-sided tape act right. But like now I'm about to be pulling up with this essentially like uh rhinestone moo on and I'm going to just, you know, be comfortable and it's going to show because it's like a really nice color and like, I look like I'm going to be feeling right. And so the vibe's going to be right. And so like, that kind of is a thing. And for like when, when when I'm like at the at the store trying on clothes, like they probably not those clothes probably wasn't made for my body type. Nine times out of ten, it's not gonna be long enough because I'm a jolly green giant, and <laughs> like I'm just like oh man, I thought these pants were gonna be so cool, but I look like a weirdo because they only come to like mid ankle calf. Yeah. And like now, I gotta think about what kind of shoes I'm gonna wear. They were supposed to cover my shoes a bit, but nope. So it's like every it was, everything is was like a disappointment in that. And then the music, the 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 cheerful like '70s bop that you usually do a a clothing montage to is just not hitting. Like it's not it's not adding to the wonder splendor of the moment at all.
0: Mm. I'm so real, bro. The splendor of the moment. Yes. Uh, Oh my God. I didn't even, I do feel like it relates. Yeah. You're so right. And thank you for sharing that example. Cause I do feel like it's, I've experienced that like dressing room disappointment too. And I'm like, bro, none of these clothes are made for my body type. None of these clothes, like respect where the curves are and accentuate where they were. They're there a little bit too much. And I'm just like, wow, like this. Yeah. I kind of takes away from that like ability to like step into the experience and maybe like have a moment where you're like celebrating your body or a little you know embracing a little bit of main character energy and I feel like it can kind of um wow because I'm like dang we need to have a fashion conversation one day and one of these containers because I'm like and not just yeah not just about fashion for dressing, dressing but like the relationship between that like what you adorn your body with and then like not only the frequency it emits to other people, but like what it emits back to you. Cause I, that's kind of what I think of Tiff when you were speaking to like um, getting the caftan for your sister's celebration and like feeling like that actually exemplifies and captures what you feel is beautiful more so than like, you know, going to see these beautiful gowns, these dresses, you know (laughs) that are like in these boutiques. And granted they're probably beautiful too, but I feel like, man, I have this conversation all the time with my people because some of the clothes that I feel the most comfortable with at home do not relate to like how I like to dress outside for me, just personally. And so like, sometimes my sister, like, and we're candid, her and I have this kind of relationship. She'll be like, why are you wearing that frumpy ass, whatever, she's like, why are you wearing those frumpy ass pants? And I'm like, I love them. They're my frumpy pants. Like, cause there's like this, forget like i mean like there is this aspect of embodiment but i'm like yo sometimes certain clothes just make me feel like i can quite literally it is embodiment like take up more space and like my spirit can take up more space in my body you know and i'm like you know maybe i'm a little attached to the pants they're cute i like them but they're also like i don't know like I guess I want to ask y'all, like, what are certain things that you do as far as like adornment or what sort of pieces do you look for in adornment that help you with that feeling like, oh,
1: my God, I can, my spirit can actually take up more space in my body. I would love to know. I
2: like I like uh like overalls, like a good one piece, a onesie, like this captain that I got. It's just always it's, it's it's cover. It's like a one cover my whole body. It's like something simple, but still, you know, uh, I don't know, fashionable in a sense. I don't know what that means. I don't understand fashion at all. But like, just like to feel like comfortable. Cause I got, I got a sensory issue. So like I used to wear tight clothes, but like now it gives me the, it gives me the heebie jeebies if, if Mm -hmm. like my pants are too tight or something, or like if there's any unnecessary pressure on my body, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't, I, it's gotta, it's gotta feel comfortable. It's gotta be cool. If I, if I start to sweat, it can't be rubbing on me the wrong way. Like then I'm just like, pulling the shirt off myself all the time. I can't, I can't deal with that. (laughs) So it's like, it's mostly like the feel, like if, if it feels like I've I've put on some clothing and I'm not naked. And then when I look in the mirror, if the silhouette is, if I look like, you know, some kind of distinguished human being of sorts, (laughs) don't, don't matter what the culture is. Like I'm probably, I could probably be okay. And then the color gotta be a like, a nice bold color like a good a good hefty purple that always gets me going It's mm. just like those little, little things like that that feel right if that if any of that element's in there i might grab it but yeah uh-huh. i love i love a onesie I, for a long time i was wearing overalls and i need a I need a new pair because these don't fit the same but i remember i used to get all kind of backlash from from like guys on like dating apps, be like oh won't you put on a dress or something you look like you look like a carpenter. I'm like, mind your business. These overalls make me feel happy and um, sociable. So I'm going to wear them. Thank you.
0: Period. And I think I know the overalls you're talking about.
2: You know and, the overalls. Yeah. I, you've seen
0: them. I think we have a picture a picture with you wearing one of them. And they look fucking great. And I've also seen you switch up the undergarments, like the colors of shirts you put on underneath. So can can confirm that overalls is a tiff thing and i don't think it should change personally (laughs) but yeah i love that purple also is really empowering because we talked about that
1: too like um a couple book clubs ago about how like color color theory does a thing too so yeah i love that i'm gonna read what uh lexi said
0: Lexi said, "I noticed over the years, I like a mix of comfort and tight-fitting clothes. Maybe it helps me with grounding or moving with my whole body." Ooh,
1: interesting. That's so interesting. Are there any like colors or like parts of an
0: outfit that like like I know for like some of my friends, cardigans are big for them, like or some sort of sweater wherever they go. Because I think it is like. One of my friends actually said that where she's like, I actually feel protected when I have like a sweater on. Um, and it, I don't think it has much to do with modesty with her. I think it's more like, <laughs> I think it's a mix of a couple things, but I'll, I won't dox her. I think it has to do with, yeah, exactly what she said, like her feeling comfortable, um,
1: like wherever she goes, especially when she's in public, she likes to put on a sweater or a cardigan. Oh, Tiff said, I need more turtlenecks. I feel fancy
0: in a turtleneck with a colorful necklace on top. Oh my God. That is such a look, Tiff. I am not going to lie. Like even from a spiritual perspective, like when I see somebody of any gender, of any orientation or anything wearing like a turtleneck with a bold necklace or even a dainty necklace that pops, I'm like, oh, you you had your stuff together today. You you thought about this. Like, I can literally feel that from them. I'm like, there is consideration
1: in this outfit choice. And it always looks good. It looks so sleek. I love it. Ooh, Lexi said, as an example,
0: I remember I would wear leggings and a long comforting shirt when I used to go to the gym and I felt like it helped me with posture and getting certain lifting movements right. Ah, Shay. Yeah, Lexi, I've had um, certain leggings that have that feature built into them too, where they're like posture adjusting or posture supportive. Um, And honestly, there's literally no more to me, to me at least, like no more comfortable no more of a comfortable outfit than like a long big baggy t-shirt and leggings. I'm like, yes. Set me up cuz yeah, that's a vibe. I feel like for me lately what I've been really into and I know this is, this is a fashion um kind of thing is like baby t-shirts or like crop t-shirts and big baggy pants. I just love that vibe. Like I haven't had the opportunity to put together some pieces or mix and match pieces to wear it outdoors. But I'll, like, run some quick errands, like, if I'm going to the grocery store just putting gas in my car or just going to do, like, pickup from a grocery store, I'm, like, I'll put it on. And I'm, like, I literally feel so... Not only just, like, beautiful, I'm, like, I feel bad. Like, I feel bad. Like, and then the color of, like, the sweats, if they're, like, a bold color, like... Like, something like emerald, whether it's, like, emerald purple or, like, or a royal purple or, like, a royal green, I'm, like, yeah, yo, I'm feeling
1: myself. <laughs> yes, Tiff. So Tiff says, I do like leggings and compression compression shirts when I work out. Yeah, you know, whoever's listening to this later is getting all the fashion tea, and you're welcome. Cause I do
0: feel like adornment is also a part of the Sharia way, no cap. Like, no cap. I feel like adornment and beauty is so um, tied to um, some of the lineages that are being supported by this way. So, like, seriously, egregores be gone. My mom just got a whole box shipment from her niece of like dresses and hijabs and like um, literally halal adornments. And like my mom, that's why I was late to this call a little bit cause she was like modeling for me. She's like, boom, boom. She was like walking down the hallway and like all the different colors. I was like, they look so good on you and like going back and forth. But I'm like, yeah, it's funny, especially, I do want to speak to like modesty for some reason. It feels like it's in the container that I'm like, there is a little bit of conflation with like modesty having to, I feel like sometimes people think modest has to mean like gray, beige, white, Kim Kardashian house aesthetic, you know, like this minimalism and I have nothing against minimalism. I think there's a time and place for everything. But I also feel like the conflation with like halal or modest dress, especially for femme or woman bodied folk Has to be like frumpy or like has to like take away from one's features and i thought that for a long time too just because of the mainstream sort of influx of projections on the muslim uh, on the muslim way and also like different cultures that keep the muslim way and um it wasn't until like i remember one eid um it was years back basically long story short i was getting dressed with my people We were like getting ready to go to prayer. And I remember my aunt who I saw as like the most religious where she had like been to Hajj, you know, some of her kids like memorized the Quran. So like, you know, just, I was intimidated by like that kind of spiritual merit. Let's say, I remember she came to me and I was wearing like um, an abaya and she put a belt around it. And she's like, you are like 14, 15 now. I think that's how old I was. She's, no, I think I was like, I don't know. I forgot how old I was. I think I was twelve. She was like, "You're a young woman." She's like, "You need to like appreciate your shape." And I remember she belted it, and it sh- I sure did maybe appreciate my shape. But more than that, I was like, "What?" It's like, just this this idea of this like super religious family member telling me I need to like celebrate the fact that I'm in a woman's body. I was like, "Hold on, this is not what mainstream says about us," you know. So I also feel like, yeah, like. Um, outside of my experience or what that experience kind of reflected
1: back to me was like, is modesty is also up for, um, delineation, I think. I think
0: that's something that we probably should talk about culturally, at least often so that we don't get like stuck in the way that we interpret modesty. Um, yeah, Tiff says, sometimes I, I feel like a burrito. When I'm trying to do modesty. <laughs> but there I definitely can relate to that. But Tis says, but there are ways
1: to make it gorgeous. Absolutely. 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 Um, Lexi says, there is a lot of shame in my family around religion, clothes, wearing hijab, modesty.
0: Or modesty from the lens of egregores. I mean, yeah, yeah. And it's—I feel like it's so interesting because I'm like, it could be in any given family. Because I've seen this with other um, friends of mine and just people I've been in community with who have grown up Muslim. One thing I have noticed is that they'll speak to like even a difference of opinion within their own nuclear households, where it's like one one caregiver feels one way another caregiver feels another way um and I'll say even for me it wavered for a long time because I was I did at some point like have a hijab I used to wear the hijab but I also used to wear it in like different ways um I've also like been transparent with my family and also myself that I'm like there's probably going to be a point in my life where I go back to wearing a hijab. Because I do think that expression, and not only like the way that you dress yourself and adornment, but I think if we go kind of back to the text, if music, sound, adornment, and color has this effect on our body, and we can integrate that effect on our body in our field of awareness too, then I'm not saying that you lose the need for uh, like interacting with music or sound or adornment or clothing, but I think the the attachment to the symbolism wears off after a while, at least for me and from what I've seen from my perspective. And it kind of changes your relationship to whatever artifact of um, expression you're connecting to from my perspective. So like, in other words, it's like, if I'm wearing a hijab because just using myself in this example, if I wear a hijab because I'm afraid of being interpreted in a certain way, then I, I think it would be difficult for me to personally imagine having a healthy relationship with the hijab, unless I was doing like the personal work around it. But the hijab isn't the only thing, but I, I also, I would go so far even to bring in instead of hijab in that example, modesty. Um, and I also think it has a lot to do with the person, you know, like it's, It's an internal prerogative for people to start to adorn themselves how they see fit. And I think it's also an internal prerogative for people to decide if they're done with a particular type of adornment, right? So, like, if you dress less modest and you decide to dress more modest, or if you're going from the spectrum of having been modest and dressing less modest, I think those are explorations and i think yeah it's like a prerogative of each individual body to like situate themselves in a place that that suits their their growth um their path and and their joy you know like sometimes i'll wear a hijab and like during eid then like of course it has a lot of like celebratory vibes around it for me personally um there's times where i'm like i literally have never felt more beautiful you know and then if i like rewind and Past context in my life when I was younger and I was being forced to wear the hijab, I'd would, I'd would be like, I can't wait to get this shit off of me. You know? Not that it's shit, but in that example, I'm like, oh, you know. So I hope that context helps. Um, Tiff says, I'm thinking about wearing a turban to the wedding. I want to cover my hair, but only one person can wear a veil on that day. Oh my gosh, Tiff.
1: Well, first of all, congratulations to her. And wow. Only one person can wear a veil on that day. Yeah. I feel that. Let us know what you decide to do. Because I'm like, I want to know what you decide. When the day comes. Unless you've decided right now. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I'ma do that because uh I was I was going like I'm probably gonna still like get my hair done and everything, but I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe cause like I'm trying to I'm trying to like, practice, get ready for Ramadan, so I'm like making making more Islamic decisions these days and I'm like I probably should if we're gonna be at the at the party free mixing, I might as well cover my hair up in front of the boys. I don't know them people like that. So I'm like, all right, well I First of all, I can't just pull up in a whole hijab yet because I'm not out to my family or anything. And uh, I was like, "What? What should I do?" And I was like, "Wait." Uh, but I start looking up turban ideas. I was like, "Yo, that would be kind of fire." Plus, with the outfit already, like I got a matching hijab, kind of. And then it came with this little strap of like the same fabric, supposed to be like a African head wrap, but i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it work i'm looking up how to tie turbans on youtube i will share pictures in the section
0: i was just gonna say i'm like i want to see what it looks like because i also can imagine to like the style of the dress you described plus the turban i'm like it feels like it's going to jump for me personally (laughs) yeah i'm excited wow and i know also some people wear their head coverings like turbans so I'm excited to see which which one you come up with too
2: yeah we got two weeks I can I can practice so so it'll look it'll look stunning
1: (laughs) stunning darling I can't wait to see yes yo hair covering is one of those things that I think
0: secularly like people need to do more I've actually seen people on social media not a huge group people literally say i'm not muslim but the way the energetic climate is going i need to start covering my head or people being like i'm not orthodox christian but
1: i'm about to start covering my head so watch it become a trend watch it become a trend i'm gonna read what lexi said in the chat um oh yeah i also think how people might sometimes cover
0: their heads with hats for example as spiritual protection yeah exactly jakes well you said it first sorry um as spiritual protection feels similar to hijab in a spiritual context like to prevent spiritual attacks and the effect on them Mm -hmm. yep like I, i like i said in this chapter of my life i'm not covering my head or my hair for um spiritual reasons but i will put on a beanie if i'm going out in public and it's cold enough I'll put on a beanie and then sometimes, you know, yeah, sometimes in the summer, because it gets really hot in Louisiana, I'll just wrap my head in a turban because I'm like, child, I don't even want to subject my hair to this weather. Um, And it does kind of act like that as a spiritual sort of, um, well, it also feels like it's just a cap on whatever energy work I've done on my field so that like energy doesn't leak out of my crown or I don't unknowingly
1: like receive stuff in my crown that I'm like, hey, I didn't ask for that. (laughs) Protection from both energy and humidity. Yes, indeed. That's exactly what it is, (laughs) especially in Louisiana. Hey, Psychonaut. So I kind of wanted to pivot for a little bit
0: just to get back to the text. Um, We have about seven more minutes, seven give or take more minutes until this container um, until I close this container.
1: Um, so I wanted to bring up one of the paragraphs. Give me one second, y'all. Ah, yes, 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 yes.
0: So, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so I'm going to read the paragraph. It's on page 100 for anyone following in the physical text. Um, it is the, I think I'm doing this right. 7, Eight, nine, 9th, 10th, 11th, paragraph in chapter uh,
1: 17. And so it reads Sound becomes visible in the form of radiance. This shows that the
0: same energy that goes into the form of sound before it becomes visible is absorbed by the physical body. So I'm going to read that again. Sound becomes visible in the form of radiance. This shows that the same energy that goes into the form of sound. before it becomes visible, is absorbed by the physical body. In that way, the physical body recuperates and becomes charged with new magnetism. By a keen study of psychology, you will find that singers have a greater magnetism than the average person. Because of their own practicing, their voice makes an effect upon themselves and they produce electricity in themselves. In that way, they are charged with a new magnetism every
1: time they practice. This is the secret of the singer's magnetism. So what does that elicit for y'all? or this idea of cultivating magnetism through sound. For me, it um, it makes me think about
2: like, like from a mysticism perspective, like if you were to like be doing a chant or a mantra and like, like they kind of encourage you to do it out loud or you know, a vicar or something like, you they encourage you to do it out loud or like, I don't know. You they like move your mouth while you're doing it. like really get into it so that like you putting energy in and like you creating a feedback loop with yourself. So then you kind of you kind of gas yourself up a little bit when you go out into the world and people can sense that because they might they might not be as gassed up because they didn't do that thing and then like they just like, oh, something about you. I just love your vibe. Wow. It's (laughs) like, yeah, I cultivated that vibe, I know, but you don't realize like, that it's drawing people in. Like, that's not why you did it, but it just kind of happens when you, once you like tap into something. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. I love the voices. You were like, I love your vibe, but yeah, I agree. I agree. I also feel like this passage was like extra kind of like i don't know it
0: kind of like made my heart jump a little bit because y'all know how earlier i was talking about those elders who like or olders who like hum all the time or sing i i am that older i am that person as i grow older and i have come to realize that it does actually again like like you said it's not like i'm trying to it's not like like that's the effect that i want to create but sometimes I'm like, it's insane what the field that one builds by like, cultivating that magnetism can like elicit from other people, but also like elicit within one's own self. Like, Because I'm like, sometimes I'll just be vibing and I'll be singing. And then like the more I sing, I'm like, sometimes I come up with lyrics or sometimes I'll just chant. And I'm like, yo, it'll take
1: me to... New levels, I'll just say, without anchoring too much into the container, but I do agree. I feel like it can be very honestly, personally, sometimes, other than being like a like an energy worker,
0: my dream job would be to be a singer so that I could like spend almost all this maddening, almost a maddening amount of time cultivating my my fields. Um, But I've also found so many, like, beautiful ways to do that through, like, energy and practitioner work. But I'm like, yeah, no, the the voice
1: can be part of, like, co-creating your reality, I believe. Oh, Um, I'm going to read what Lexi said. Maybe not completely
0: related. But it reminds me of how people with more crystalline bodies, and especially hearts, have different, more crystalline voices. Their voices are usually beautiful and or soothing to the soul, in my opinion, and my experience. When you say crystalline bodies, uh, Lexi, for those who might not know what that is, what do you mean? Just so that uh, folks can fill in the gaps. Um, And Agora says... There are a lot of studies on stuff like this, too, which includes stuff like reduction of stress, but can reach as have what? Wait, hold on. I, my brain's doing a thing. I'm going to reread this. There are a lot of studies on stuff like this, too, <laughs> too, which includes stuff like reduction of stress as far as it's OK, <laughs> The reach as far as have
1: improved memory and cardiovascular health. Yes, I agree. (laughs) And uh, there's a little typo from Agora and I'm
0: already forgiving him because I already knew he had COVID. So it's okay. (laughs) And Lexi, uh, to answer her, well, to answer the question I posed to Lexi about crystallinity. She says that it relates
1: to being more healed. Oh, sorry, on my neighbor. I got distracted, but yeah. Um, more healed and more authentic life force in one's body. Yeah. I also agree, too, with what you said, Agora. And it uh, does make me think about, like, sound therapy, music therapy,
0: music as a healing tool, music as a as a tool to restore, like, cellular turnover rates. Um, music to improve like brain health, memory, brain function, memory, and overall brain health. Cardiovascular health is really huge too. Um, I think at some point in this text it mentioned how um one of the Maharaj ma- Maharajas, which is like a leader in the Hindu traditions, he was the Maharaja of Baroda. Um, found out about the science of healing of of the sound, the ability of sound to heal the body. And he um, thought to introduce music into the hospitals. Though in this example, the singers really never like tuned themselves to that wisdom where they were ever like fully aware that like their sound had an effect on the body. So he ended up having to close that whole ordeal. But it does make me think about how there's like a, in current time or resurgence of people being like, oh, you know that like you can try this holistic outlet and the holistic outlet ends up being like sound or music therapy. Um, Not just in social emotional therapy,
1: but also like physiological and um, restorative to the atomic structure of the body. Wow. This chapter was, really, really full, you guys. I'm like,
0: yeah, let me ask y'all, what are some closing reflections or maybe just reflections that are on your heart
1: about just what we've been talking about in general today? Because I would love to hold space for it.
2: Uh, I think that this chapter was a good reminder of the fact that uh, we don't just hear music, but like the body is a resonator of music, and like if sound is passing through matter, like we got a whole we got a whole lot of matter carrying around with us all the time. So it's like you know, just you can if you can be reminded and be conscious of that, it might it might shape how you approach sound and approach music and how you produce sound. And, like, I think there was a part in the chapter where he talked about breathing and, like, how the, uh, like, just being able to center yourself more so you can make sure you're tuned and make sure you're on on pitch with your reality and your, your self-understanding. Mm.
1: Mm, mm, mm. I could not have said it better myself. Poetry snaps from me over here Thank you for that takeaway And I agree, I do think that this chapter is a great reminder Of the
0: body as a resonator Can someone please remember that quote? Because I'm going to write it down later
1: I feel like that should be the name of this podcast episode The body as a resonator Or maybe fashion. I don't know. We'll talk about it, Lexi. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yes, thank you, too. Screenshot this. He sent that at one, two, three, four. Ashe. And I'll say, I think I feel similar too, because I'm like, sometimes I try to remember,
0: sometimes I do forget. But I think that the body
1: as a resonator is probably going to be my largest takeaway from, from our conversation today. <laughs> um, so this is what Agora says in the chat.
0: I only been here a couple minutes, LOL. That said, I think this idea that humans are simply these sort of muscular, skeletal things with a brain on top is really worth questioning. Humans are those things, but also communities of bacteria, electricity, and magnetism, and so much more. Shit's wild.
1: Definitely. So much more. And light too. Yep. 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 Yeah. And I think like. I really like what you said too about like. This reductive almost approach to the human
0: body and like the relationship between sound. And then I think this expansive idea of the human body and its parts and its relationship two different parts of sound and music uh, actually like holds, I think like that approach has way more room. And I think it also reflects uh, the biomic sort of structure that not only we live in as like humans in the world, but also like as humans or spirits in a body, which is like this reality that we are like kind of always interfacing kind of like what Tiff said, like we're matter and the this parts these parts of our matter have like biomes communities um pathways like rules i guess you can say that they um or like foundational like realities that they function off of especially if you look at this from like a quantum perspective uh which i love doing too and i feel like yeah like this is it's interesting because this is about like the mysticism of sound and music and i think that that's. That's a part, which I think Tiff said, like, looking at it from a mystic perspective, that's something that I don't think we get in our, like, biology classes, in our anatomy classes, and if we do ever as, like, a culture, like, as a society, that would be so dope. I would absolutely love that, and I think that it would actually enliven some of these um, static schools of, of, of thought, because I feel like last Book Club, we talked about that, about how, like, the the way that um a lot of like current time philosophers and a lot of current time thinkers have like positioned like this right that we all have to explore the body and its interaction with reality and they've curtailed that ability to only be like available to like scientists um universities um really big organizations but it's it's also real that, like, we're, we're a part of our own experiments um, when it comes to, like, not only, like, how far our body can go or, like, how far we can ascend. But it's also, like, I, f- I feel like it's almost down to every single moment that we can sort of take some time if we have it and we can afford it time-wise to, like, sit and meditate to actually investigate where all these different points of matter Interact with music, sound, light, um, and the the communities of biomes that our body
1: is constantly like resonating with, or resonating off of. And so it's it's really fascinating to me. That's crazy, Agora. You were only here for a couple minutes, but you
0: dropped that lore. So like, what's up? <laughs> um, Agora says. When they set the criteria for what makes a scientist, they filter out a lot of people who may have perspectives that align with what we are talking about here, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the social red tape around mystic thinkers, I would personally just
1: like to see that change. Like, honestly, I really, really would. So you guys, I wanted to say thank you again for being here. Those of you all who are here live
0: and have been containing this conversation, bringing life to it. I really appreciate y'all. For those of you all listening asynchronously, thank you so much for just journeying with me and my psychobabble a little bit, (laughs) but also some of my like really well-rounded doses. Um, let's see, let's see. I think the next week we're gonna go straight into the following chapter, which emphasizes more of the voice. So I'm hoping um, which is literally titled The Voice, so no mystery there. I'm hoping that we can maybe um get more into the breath kind of conversation. I think Tiff, you kind of surfaced it in this container, but I would love to spend more time on that. We spent some time talking about fashion in here. Um, adornment, musical effects in the social world, which I think is super important. Um, so yeah, I would love to see y'all here next week. Every, wait, when does this happen? Every Saturday at 11 a.m. Louisiana time. This book club is happening in the Broom Radio,
1: and I'll be recording it for the Broom podcast. So catch me where you can. And thank y'all. Bye, Craig.